Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of We Know How to Read. I'm Megan. And I'm Natalie. And today we are having with us the wonderful Kim Alexander for our They Know How to Write series. That's me. <laughs> That's <laughs> welcome. welcome. It's a good thing welcome. I showed up. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Honestly, we would have been in a bind. Right? <laughs> Delighted to be here. Awesome. We are so delighted to have you and so glad that you ran up to us at Imaginarium. That's right. And um, introduce yourself. So I'm pretty sure you were like one of the few people that walked up to us. I don't know if we're just intimidating when we walked around or something in our matching shirts, but you came (laughs) across, I remember watching you walk across the room and you're like, hello. And I was like, ah, because I don't think you understand how much we were like panicking that entire weekend. (laughs) The entire weekend we were having many, we'd have to like leave the room have a moment together and like okay get a glass of cold water (laughs) that's adorable uh I mean I'm I'm like a podcast shark I was like who can I talk to who I go introduce yourself to them (laughs) we were kind of worried that like the imaginarium staff would have been like hey mm." but like they were so cool because they were they were lovely yeah because we weren't like vendors or anything we were just (laughs) self-promoting But we that's okay tickets. right we bought <laughs> tickets in that yes. case you're fine yeah like we weren't like the freebies that just rolled up that day we bought right. tickets we were going to all to all their talks so it's just Out like parking lot giving away your own t-shirts right no, exactly not so, yeah, we're not so, doing you know. that we're not doing that no that was a lovely event that was so much fun yeah, and i was so excited because it was literally 20 minutes from where i live in dc mm. so mm. i didn't have to like get in the car and drive for three hours so yeah i, that's I took a, a plane <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So where, where, where are you? I'm in Tennessee. And yeah. so Natalie, I'm where in, are you? I'm in Richmond. So I'm just down the road. Oh, from you. Okay. Yeah. Just down. <laughs> I get my hair cut in Richmond. I'm there all the time. Oh, really? That's yes. so cool. Yep. I'm in DC all the time because my family lives in Fairfax. So, okay. Not very far. Call no. me. We'll have lunch. Yeah. I mean, we're honestly up there a lot actually (laughs) apparently my new two favorite locations are washington dc and nashville because apparently that's all i go to anymore (laughs) just the phase of my life but let's get to know you let's do our questions okay yeah so we have three questions for you um and our first question is (gasps) if you could associate with or control any element water earth fire wind what would it be Wow. Water, earth, fire, wind. I'm tempted to say wind because, you know, everybody wants to fly. Didn't oh, you have that like, fair. those? do you ever have, you have dreams where you can fly? No. I've actually had lucid dreams where I could, oh. like, I knew I was dreaming. And the first thing I do when I figured out that I was actually having a dream was like, we're flying, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Take off. So No, I mostly have dreams it's amazing. where I'm falling. And then yeah, I, I was like, I fall. where I wake up. That's less good. Um, that is less good. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm going to go with air and the power of flight ooh, as a result. I, I love that. Are okay. you our first air? Do we have another air? I don't think, I don't we think do. so. I think you're, I think you're our first our, air. I think you're our first air. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a proud moment for me. I know. (laughs) You should be proud. Most people pick like earth or water. Earth and water are two, Mm. I would say those are our number twos. And then it's fire and then obviously air. Very cool. I like fire. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with your fire? I, well, so this all stems from a specific show that Megan and I really, really like called Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, fair. So (laughs) familiar. if you follow the Fire Nation one, I just really like the 
fire magic. I'm also very cold, so like I can keep myself warm. Yeah. But I have this innate desire just to be able to like shoot lightning out of my fingertips all the time. Okay, I'm <laughs> like, not going to change my pick, but I do understand <laughs> you. Like literally, I'll just like be driving down the road and be like, what if I just like shot off lightning right now? Like how cool would that be? Like that's a daily thought. Uh, you, Probably a good thing I will, I'm going to say you might want to speak to somebody about that. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't have that magic because the yeah. intrusive thoughts would win. They would. They would. I would just yeah. walk on, walk around going, poo, poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then our next question, I'm trying to remember what our, I know. Oh, the big, I have them. Don't worry. So I have the ne- big important one. I got that one. Yes. So the next question, because we are millennials and of course we can never escape this particular fandom yes. is if you could be in any Hogwarts house, what would you I knew be? you were going to ask me that. Yeah, we're, you know, we're the typical you know, millennials. We're sorry. Gotta um, do it. It's in our blood. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not, to be perfectly honest, I respect the fandom and there's wonderful things about it, but mm. I'm just not in it. Uh, so fair. I'm going to say okay. the same thing that I said when I was in college, GDI. Ah, I like that. Goddamn <laughs> independence. Goddamn independence. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Awesome. Wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> it's no, good. no, I like it. No, I like it. I like excellent. the reference to the the GDI. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were we were mixing it up this year and it's definitely like it's such an ingrained thing in yeah, like a certain demographic. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. as much as it people make fun of it and like there are such wonderful aspects of the fandom yeah. that we that we both cherish, it, we really you can't outgrow it. It's like, like we, like I tried not to be that person, that millennial, but you are not alone. I'm not alone. It's it's hard. I don't hide it, but I don't like not hide it. Yeah. And then our last introduction question. Okay. People, uh, they pause, they pause a lot, but you might have the best answer yet i think you might be our best person to have asked oh god the pressure's on i'm so excited it is okay so you're having a dinner party at your house okay you can invite anyone you want dead or alive fictional real or real anyone real or fictional real fictional dead alive animal cartoon animal anyone animal mineral cartoons anyone (laughs) Cartoon animal Robin Hood the Fox. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a thousand percent behind this. As, see, my mind went to Kovu from Lion King 2. No, 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 no. But Robin, yes. I'm, yes. I'm down for that. Yes. That was the day I became a woman when I saw that movie. Uh-huh. Me too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. You had me at cartoon animal. I, that, that was all I needed awesome. to hear. Okay. So guest number one, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood the Fox. Okay. Um, maybe guest number two would be Jane Goodall. I feel like they'd have a lot to talk Ooh, about. They would. She'd they be would. fascinated by that. Yeah. Um, let's see. How many, how many do I get to pick or do we going to sit here for an hour and a half and just pick people? <laughs> I mean, you know, I would a new say series. three to six. Three to six. Okay. <laughs> um, running down the uh, mental Rolodex here. Um, Loki, but only as performed by Tom Hiddleston of because course. he is my, yes. my TV boyfriend. Yes. Oh, I love uh, it. With apologies to my husband, who I'm sure completely understands. I really need to show you a picture of my husband because he looks like Thor. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Uh, Let's see who else we, I'm looking at all my books. 
right? <laughs> I'm always like, hmm. hmm. And uh, I'm going to go with a uh, curveball. I'm going to invite Shakespeare so we can find out if he actually wrote his plays or not. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I think he, he did. did. I think he did. I think he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I always make I people like go to the Globe when we're in London. I'm like, if you were going to London, go to the Globe. Yeah. And they're like, but why? And I was like, history, it's, culture. It's in the bones. <laughs> you have to. I have you been like, to the Globe that's in Virginia? I've been to the Globe that's at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Oh, no, there is an actual, I can't remember exactly where it is in Virginia. It's I know out, what you're talking about, yeah. On the west side of Virginia, but it's um, a Globe and they do plays there. Oh, wow. I think it's, I I think saw, it's in Roanoke? Not Roanoke. It started with an S. Shepherdstown? Stanton. 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 And it's um I saw Anthony and Cleopatra there and it was cool. really cool. Uh-huh. It was really cool. I've been to the um, London Globe. <laughs> I have not. I have not. It's so on my list. <laughs> it's Same. cool. Uh I would like to go when they're actually doing performances. The last few times I've been to it, they were not, but it's I am hoping to like plan it. So Did I just see you see. like busting a lock and going backstage and sneaking around yes it's it's yes. honestly like i wouldn't pay for a tour but i would just like this they have a self-guided one that you can uh-huh. like walk through and it's it's really interesting and you do learn a lot about like how like how it was built the foundation mm-hmm. the archaeology like when they were digging it up and excavating and like learning more about like the history of what happened in this space it's really cool and Outside. I love the I love the fact that you know we we study it in college and it's so serious. Mm. No, yeah. it was trash. It was for the people, right? Oh yeah, I love yes. that. It's Absolutely. full of dirty jokes. I yeah. love that. Well, that's what I also try to like get people to understand, especially my students, about the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans, because they're like, oh yes, they're so great and they were so philosophical. Da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure, but in the end, the Romans they just liked their dick jokes. Dick like, jokes. I don't. Yes. It. I I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, that, that was the Romans. Lots and lots of dick jokes, now, for sure. Like, it wasn't that serious. Yeah. But, but I just also just had a thought looking at this list of people that you would have at your dinner. Yeah. Um, Loki likes to turn into a snake. He does. And then Robin has to deal with the snake. And he I does. I think hilarity would ensue because yeah. I feel like that snake is Loki. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, all right. He is a mischievous snake. Right? Yeah. With the hypnotizing eye. Like, I just feel uh-huh. like, you know, there's a lot there. <laughs> wow. You know, you've like uh, awakened something within you. <laughs> yeah, great dinner. And then Jane think about and that. Shakespeare would be like, what the fuck is going on here? Why are like, I'm writing Where a new play? I was peacefully dead. Now I'm here. Yeah, Shakespeare would definitely write a play about it. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Awesome. I love these answers so much. Thank you. I love those questions. Oh, awesome. (laughs) I so I'm a creep and I like to do like major deep dives on all of our authors before they come on here because So I have been um, reading through the blogosphere, uh, creeping on all of your profiles and all of the <laughs> other interviews and on air and things that you've done outside of just being an author. <laughs> it's it's a long list. It is a long <laughs> list. I I am very impressed with your credentials. Um, and one of the there's two hot takes here for me. Okay. One, do you follow football at all? Yeah. yeah. Not as much as I used to, but I do. Okay. Yeah. Let's focus on the real. Uh, sphere that matters do you follow college football I used to very intensely because I went to the University of Miami 
And when I went there, we were winning all kinds of uh, championships. <laughs> but my my interest in college football has slacked off considerably. Okay. 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 But I, just, I do a little bit. Uh, yeah. Right now, I follow LSU probably more than anything else because I have some very good friends who are t- uh, Tigers fans. What have I done? <laughs> so Megan and I are big SEC fans. Yes. Uh-huh. I am a Florida Gator. <laughs> oh, no. I Oh, no. Mine's going to be worse. I'm an Alabama fan. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, hi, Sage. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> the author has left the building. <laughs> we now, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, sorry, so, guys. This is a short interview. Um, it was nice having you author. on here. Have a great day. Uh, Bye. <laughs> but now there's a cat, so we're all distracted. But now there's a yeah, cat. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, safe. She, so. she keeps trying to eat the kitten's food, and Aww. I'm just moving it around. She's being a butt face, for lack of better <laughs> words. But. The only reason I brought that up is because I saw that you lived in the Keys, and I was yes. like, "Ooh, Florida!" Because <laughs> my family is from Florida, and I was just like, "Are you a Gator fan?" <laughs> I'm the opposite of a, I'm a fan of whoever the Gators are playing, unless it's <sighs> Alabama. Yeah, uh, that's usually how that works. Or but, Notre Dame. I think we can all ooh, come together. Yeah, in our no, hatred of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. We mm-hmm. also, Megan and I, equally agree on this. Um, fuck everyone. But we especially hate Tennessee. Yes. Yeah, I have to agree with yeah. that. Hate yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Like, hate not a Tennessee. fan. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I want Tennessee. To Which lose. is <laughs> great coming off last weekend for me. <laughs> and two weeks ago for me. Hey. We're playing Georgia this weekend, and I am mm. not. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also like to point out that I've been an Alabama fan my entire life. My mom and my dad's family is from Alabama. And they're all Alabama, well, not my dad's family, but my mom's family is all Alabama fans. I am not. My students like to give me a hard time and say, you're a bandwagon fan. I'm like, how dare you? I was raised in this long before you were born. I have (laughs) uh, so many things that say I bleed orange and blue. (laughs) My husband actually proposed to me in Florida and he was really torn. I think it's still legal though. Yeah. My husband, he wasn't sure where to he was like either the florida football game or disney because i i've been going to disney like three times a year for my entire mm-hmm. life because you know when you have you residents, have kinda, when you yeah. have residents yeah. and they live like just outside of orlando so it's there's like, literally nothing else to do it's like You're too far not? to drive to the beach it's like why not like we get free tickets to go oh, so yeah. i'm gonna go makes sense um and he said the only reason he didn't propose to me at the football game was because it wasn't in the swamp it was actually at the miami <laughs> it was actually in miami and I, he's like that's the only reason he didn't propose to me at a football game and i was like smart man smart very man. smart man yeah but yes, that was one one of the hot takes that I pulled from your website. <laughs> the other hot take I can is... safely say nobody's ever asked me that before. So congratulations. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had we had a good, I don't remember what episode oh, it was, yeah. but we had a good like, what was it, 20 minutes of one episode where all we did was talk about football. And we it were like, the... we are in a very different, different podcast right now hold right. on a minute we gotta get we back can to read it. and beat and the point spread we we weren't even reading a football, football romances. romances like i think what so. it was was either the, the sec championship or it was the college championships like where's happening something and going on. It, like we hadn't had a chance to talk about it and you mentioned something and i was like did you see the game last night <laughs> <laughs> but i will have to say 
perusing your website, yes. I, your one sentence like tags for all of your books are phenomenal. Oh, Absolutely you. amazing. Like before you scroll down to the little like blur below, like immediate hook, like immediate, <laughs> like I love them so much. I went through and read all of them because I had to read them. Thank you. Especially like when you're talking about your pure, the new, uh, new world magic book one, when a bartender with a dark past rescues a unicorn shifter, who's pure sunshine, it'll take more than sass and bourbon to keep them alive. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Those that are the hard, amazing. they are so hard to write. I mean, I can write a 80,000 word book and have more than once Writing those little blurbs is like blood beads of up on my forehead. It's so hard. So, and mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for liking them. <laughs> and for anybody who's curious to know a little bit more about that, which we will talk about more, is but the tags for those of you who like tags, fantasy, fantasy romance, uh, paranormal, shifter, and shifter romance, which is right up my alley. And mm -hmm. I have, I have honestly would like to say I have a, a few feathers in my cap for my shifter romances. I've read many a species, but not a unicorn. So I know what I'm doing next. <laughs> the, if you, would you like to hear how that came about? Yes. yes absolutely. Story of the unicorn. Yes. March, March the unicorn shifter. Uh, I was in a cab with my uh, co-writing girlfriends a couple of years ago. We were at Book Expo America the year it was in Chicago. So that would be like I don't know, I want to say 2017 or 2016 or even 2018. Mm -hmm. Time is a flat circle. Who can say? <laughs> um, and we decided, because we were decided we maybe wanted to make a dollar, fairy tale retellings. They're pretty hot right now. So we all had an assignment. We had to pick fairy tale and retell it. And uh, it, that kind of petered out. No, I don't I don't think anybody else did it. But I kind of was intrigued by the, by the idea uh, because I'd finished one series and I needed a new project. So sitting over my desk, in fact, you can see it. It's, it's right there is a, a print of the unicorn in captivity yes. uh, which uh, I grew up in I I spent most of my life in Florida but I grew up in New York on Long Island and my mom would drag me to the Metropolitan Museum of Art every weekend um, which was in retrospect was a wonderful thing to do yeah. and I've had that print of the unicorn in captivity since I was probably 12 Aww. and I and I went well what would that look like now if uh, there was a unicorn in contemporary society and he was indeed a captive a captive of what? What would that look like? Mm -hmm. And that was really the uh, the the genesis idea for that series. And mm -hmm. the series I had just finished, which I hope we can talk about later. Yes, yes, was an epic fantasy series mm -hmm. where all the books were like a hundred thousand words. They're really long, lots of characters, uh, forty named characters, which is too many. <laughs> so I wanted to see if I could write something that was short, fast, first person, and pure is is a short novel. Uh, and it, I loved it. I fell in love with the characters. And book five is supposed to come out in January. That's the Ooh, plan. Okay. So, and they, each of them, each of uh, TBD. Okay. <laughs> well, let us know. We'll, we'll sometime uh, we'll, in January. We'll share. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's four books out, and they're each getting a little bit longer because I have no control and I can't help myself. <laughs> but uh, I, I love the series. The Fae get involved, which turned out to be a lot of fun. Oh. I saw that teaser yeah. in another blurb. I was just like, yeah. ooh. Yeah, in the second in the second book, the Faye get involved and they really hijack the series. <laughs> Don't they always they, hijack series? Always. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just their MO, honestly. So I when I was reading this, I was just like, I 
because that's one of the things that I like to think about. It's like, where does somebody come up with this idea? Because like, honestly, like out of all the creatures around the world, that's not one of the ones I would have like immediately been like that. And I was like, I wonder if she likes The Last Unicorn. <laughs> oh my God. It's the best book ever written. Sorry, I had a lot. I had a big. Re- Apparently, I have some feelings there. Yes, we can unpack it on this. We podcast. yes, absolutely. It's. I can't. I have a copy of it on my shelf, but I can't. It's. I'm gonna pick it up. Yep. Oh, you can see it's completely falling apart. Well oh, yes. loved. Yeah, I think uh, it's from 1967 or something. It was one of the first books my mom probably ever got me. And I just have been in love with it my whole life. And it had a big influence on my on my writing. And I actually got to interview Peter Beagle um, years and years ago in San Francisco. And he's just as lovely as as you can imagine he might be. Yeah, that That is awesome. Yeah, that was one of the few times I fangirled. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, keep keep it together. Keep it together. He was he was wonderful. But yeah, that that definitely Mm -hmm. had a big influence on me for sure. So speaking of interviewing, if you guys yes. haven't noticed, our lovely author this episode has done quite a bit of interviewing for yes. radio and all of that jazz and done many different popular authors and yep. interviewing. What would you say was probably like one of the coolest interviews you've ever done? Oh, uh, well, Peter Beagle definitely is at the mm-hmm. top yeah. of the list. Obviously, uh, obviously. I, I uh, interviewed Neil Gaiman a couple of times. Oh. And <laughs> that was, that was, that was special. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, since we're not live, I'm going to go like this. No, oh, you're, you're fine. <laughs> but probably the coolest uh, was I interviewed Anne Rice at Ooh. New York Comic Con in front of oh. like five five thousand quivering people holding their copies of <laughs> the Vampire. Uh, it was the first time she'd ever spoken at New York Comic Con, and that was kind of thrilling. That's surreal. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is surreal. That uh, talk about my love for vampires. Yeah. That movie, and uh, not the book. Yes, I read the book after I watched the movie because I didn't know about the book. Um, I was. I grew probably, up with those books for sure. I was probably way too young to have been watching that movie. Now that I think about <laughs> it, you know. Did you, did you watch the series? I think on AMC, the new series. No. Uh, no. Oh, oh, I did hear I, that that oh, was coming I heard out. About it. Is it's it... so good. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, they change I'm... a lot to make it. They to, to contemporary it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Okay. You okay. gotta watch. Like, if you love the book, you gotta watch it. Anybody like I I'm not a Twilight girly. Like mm-hmm. my my basis in vampire lore is interview with a vampire, Nosferatu, and Underworld. Yeah. The pinnacle oh, and uh, you know, um Blade. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like and Buffy I'm, and I'm Buffy. guessing and Buffy. And Buffy. Yeah. I actually wasn't a Buffy I was a charmed charm it was charmed for me yeah. not Buffy yeah, yeah it was Buffy for me I an know, angel I know a lot oh, of Buffy angel. people it's just it okay. wasn't I like I don't know how I missed it I don't know I don't know how that happened because it was very much in the sphere for me <laughs> when I was watching Buffy uh, I was a traffic reporter so we all had we got to report on television as well as on the radio so I had a little uh, black and white TV that with closed captioning. So I watched every single episode of Buffy with closed captioning without the sound. So when I finally <laughs> watched it with the sound, it was very startling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't I imagine. Can imagine. Oh my gosh. Like, 
I, it's like when you watch um so I like we we both watch a lot of anime and it's like watching it subbed versus dubbed and it's yeah. like the first time you hear a, a different voice actor you're like I'm sorry you sound like what <laughs> what is this voice is this? That you, like I there's certain animes that I like committed to the first season in sub and I cannot listen to dub and vice yeah. versa like I started in dub and I cannot switch back over like I listen to bleach all in dub because that's what i just i know and i cannot i listen to the sub it's good what do you prefer uh it's really case by case um i prefer watching i guess here's the thing and megan can agree with this i feel like testify to this is in the last decade and a half they've gotten better at not editing the original content mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. american audiences so you're getting the true yeah. storyline which they were doing oh, really that- in the 90s and early 2000s right a lot of things got messed up with the dubbed versus sub where you you would watch the sub specifically in my memory sailor Mm -hmm. moon oh yeah watch the sub and it was like a completely different plot than the dub what is going on i did not know that i can't relate to anime i i personally prefer subbed but recently my mind I don't know if my ADHD just got worse as an adult I don't know what's going on (laughs) but I can't sit there and like just watch and read you know I have Mm -hmm. to be able to do other things and I can't do that with subs but then I can't watch certain ones in the dubs so it's a bit of a problem for me but yeah yeah so which one do you prefer I like subtitles very much Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to just leave them on oh I do Uh, my husband hates them because he (laughs) He says it's really distracting, which I suppose mm. it is, but I, I just, I'm a big fan of the subtitles. Yeah. I want to hear what the original mm-hmm. actor's voice sounds like, where mm-hmm. they put their inflection, you know, where they're yelling, where they're quiet, mm-hmm. you know, what's yeah. important. Yes. And I think even if you don't speak the language, you can kind of pick that up by the oh, way yeah. that they're speaking yeah. the lines. Oh, absolutely. I'm the same way. And even when I'm watching things in English, I have to have subtitles on. I can't, or I can't hear what's going on for some yeah. reason. Like I can hear my hearing's fine. It's just, I can't comprehend but it works out great because my boyfriend is 85% deaf. So, oh, that's he, also, so he also <laughs> likes the subtitles. So it okay. works out great because perfect. <laughs> don't have to worry about it. So speaking of subbed, dubbed and listening to things, do you, what's your preference on reading? Do you like to read physical, Kindle, digital, like audiobook? Do you have a preference or do you read all three? Uh, I actually, I do all three, uh, mm. after moving probably 15 times after I got out of college, <laughs> uh, your friends will not carry your boxes of books anymore. They will be like, you can write fragile on that box. You're not yeah. fooling anybody. Uh, yeah. yeah. I learned, I learned to love the Kindle. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I listen to some audiobooks. Uh, I don't do that very much anymore. Um, because I, I would much prefer to, I, cause I read really fast. Yeah. So I, I come like, get on with the story already. I want to, I want to yeah. read it. I feel it's more immersive, mm-hmm. but certainly audiobooks are reading, you know? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I do a lot of audiobooks um, because like I said, I like to do things while I'm doing other things. So I like, I, I knit and I crochet. Mm-hmm. And so I like to be able to do that while also listening to a book and then also cleaning because then I actually clean. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but so, because I can I get you to hold same... on for for one second? Of course. Like, excuse me. I'll be right back. Oh, you're, you're good. fine. The tiny wavy. I don't know what happened there. <clears throat> you are I'm totally back. fine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as far as as far as audiobooks, mm. 
I'm a big fan because I record them. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Pure and the March Effect are the first two mm. books in New World Magic. I did not record them. They are uh, done by a, a narrator from Scribed, but mm. they passed on the rest of the series. So I'm just doing them myself. So okay. <clears throat> the, the third book is The Great Shatter, and that is now out. Mm. It's available everywhere. Soon to be available at audio at Audible. They're just taking their own sweet time mm. for some reason. Yeah. And I'm working on the next book in the series, which is A Poisoned Garden. And it's really funny. I feel like I'm, I'm learning about the book that I wrote by mm. reading it out loud. It's a really mm. different experience. It's really funny. That's interesting. Do you yeah. read when you're doing your editing process, you don't ever like read the book out loud to yourself? Not usually. Like, no. Really? Oh, okay. That's no. fascinating. So I am like very dyslexic and I write what I what I read and like hear in my head is not usually what's on the page half the time. Uh -huh. And so Can I don't... confirm. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I usually, anytime I send an email to, to anybody for on the behalf of the podcast, I send it to Megan first. I was like, can you read this for me to make sure I put everything <laughs> in the right order? Um, but for me, so like I read aloud, like all of my stuff. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know I other can't. people do that. I just mm -hmm. never yeah. have. I, Cause if I were to not do that and I was just going to hand my manuscript to somebody, it would be missing a lot of things and be very out of order. And Fair. Luckily, the few people that I've had like read some of my like active work know me personally really well, so they can like overlook it <laughs> and get the mm -hmm. gist and like the core right. of the writing. But yeah, no, I've actually when I back when I was teaching and I would um I was actually reading my manuscript to my students. I'd read a chapter a week to them to get like free reviews. That's adorable. <laughs> Love that. I had to edit it quite a bit because it was not. I mean, they were high school kids, but there were certain things that I didn't feel mm -hmm. sharing with them. Yeah. And I like- Mom, you'll never guess what we talked about in class today. <laughs> yeah. Because I was not an English teacher. <laughs> that's, that's the other part of that. Um, and so like I started like giving my own little voices and my own little inflections to my characters. And so like, I, like I agree with you. I definitely felt like I got, I already knew my characters, but like now I like know my characters. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's it's a cool concept to like yeah. do them that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I miss being behind the mic a little bit, so thank you today. Uh, so really, it kind of scratches that itch of, of getting me back, you know, in a mm -hmm. recording studio. Even my studio is, as we discussed, in my closet. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I fully intend on doing my own audiobook as well, mm -hmm. because my husband's a musician, and so we have all the recording. You got the equipment. gear, you might as well. Oh, right? Yeah. I'm just oh, like, why? Yeah. And he's already <laughs> offered to be the male lead. And I'm like, oh. that's so cute. <laughs> I love no, that. Such a supportive husband. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> so when did you, let's, let's jump back into the okay. whole, you know, author interview, like let's serious. For her. <laughs> all right. When did you start officially be like, you know what? I think I want to dive into this whole like author writing career. Was it that taxi cab ride where you were like, let's write this, but you already had written the other series before mm -hmm. that, hadn't you? Uh, the, it, the, the thing that made me become a serious about wanting to be a writer uh, was when I got fired from my job at Sirius XM. <laughs> oh, okay. That's motivating. Um, I had been a tra like I said, I was a traffic reporter, which uh, is very did you hard. Make a pun? Did, did I? Did serious... you make a pun? You're a serious writer because you got uh, fired. Yes. Let's go ahead. Ah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go ahead and say yes. Just wanted credit, to check. Credit. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did. Definitely did. Uh, it depends. Was it funny? Yes. I thought so. Yes. In that case, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> 
So I was a traffic reporter, which makes you want to put a shotgun in your mouth. Uh, it's really hard and really boring, and I needed not to be doing that anymore. It mainly gives you just enough time to dream of the day you're no longer a traffic reporter. And those who are listening who are traffic reporters. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, they had started a channel for women's programming on XM. And I started following the program director around going, you know what you need? You need book reviews on your channel. And after about, you know, a month or so of this, she was like, fine, will you leave my desk? <laughs> and I started writing little five minute inter uh, book reviews. And then they decided they wanted to put a book channel on the air. And after a while, uh, I got promoted out of traffic, thank God, and got to co-host Sirius XM Book Radio. Oh. And that, that lasted for about six or seven years. And that was where all the so interviews cool. started. Okay. started to come in. And mm -hmm. that was, I mean, I'd still be there. They, the channel isn't on the air anymore, but I would still be there. Mm -hmm. um, oh. My whole job was reading books, interviewing authors. Oh. And going to like Comic Con and the Miami Book Fair and right? Book Expo America, dream. it was dream. a dream job. Yeah, and I learned so much. Mm -hmm. uh, but all you know, everything gold must die. So they took the channel <laughs> off the air, and which is with, well within their rights. Mm. Uh, and the severance check they handed me was delicious. <laughs> and I came home and I said to my husband, "Well, I'm I'm going to go be a barista now because I have." Mm literally no skills and he said no i believe you need to start writing books now so he's been uh, subsidizing my career because as we know authors it's it's a tough way to make a living yeah yep. um yep. so you know until i make that theme park money he's he's backing me um <laughs> yes and that was and i sat down and i started writing and i believe that was in 2014 2013 or 2014 okay. so yes, it's been about it... 10 years what did we call it in that one season? Our our come to Tolkien moment. Yes, <laughs> come to Tolkien moment. Right. I love that. That yep. is awesome. That's really cool. I was actually going to ask how you started the interviews as well. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really cool. I did not know that there was a book. Um, it's not there anymore. Well, They're right, right. Out but, because yes. the book world has blown up since 2019. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's insane these Yeah, days. when I when I was working on book radio, there was no other place. I would think there was fresh mm -hmm. air and you know, real small local radio. And then there was us. Yeah. So everybody would come to either do come to New York or or go to DC, which where we were located, yeah. or you know, call us on the phone and talk to us. We talked to everyone almost everyone it was it was really a dream job it was That's wonderful amazing and when I started uh doing the interviews the woman who was running book radio at the time said well you know these book reviews are nice but now you have to interview authors and I said no I don't know how to do that and she said congratulations now you do so it was really learning on the fly well, I, I asked somebody who knew how to do it and she said just start with tell me about your work mm -hmm. You know, tell me about yeah. it. She said, people love to talk about that kind of stuff and it never let me down. There Honestly, you go. That's so true. If it makes you feel better, this whole entire, they know how to write series started because I had too much wine <laughs> and I messaged I an author. had too much wine and too much audacity. <laughs> and I messaged an author on Instagram that I absolutely adore and love and uh, in a kind of obsessed with. And I was just like, hey, <laughs> do you want to be I on I love podcast? you. <laughs> she said yes. And she said yes. And then I was like, shit, now we have to like maybe make something out of this. And then we panic scrambled and asked a bunch of other authors to make a whole like season about it. And here we are a year later doing round two of They Know How to Write and you're here. All That's because fantastic. of a drunk text message. Let me tell you something, <laughs> let me tell you something about authors. They will never say 
No, I would prefer not to talk about my <laughs> that, work. That right? is something that we have learned. Where we, we are were... such whores yeah. to talk about ourselves. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, because we were asking when we went to Imaginarium and we were like, do you think this is, we asked someone, I don't remember who, like, do you think this is cool? I think it was Jen, um, mm-hmm. Jen Furlong. And we were like, is it okay if we just like ask people in person for interviews yeah. or is that going to be weird? And she was like, do it. Just yeah. do it. Just I mean, some it. people, you know, it's their first book and, and yeah. they've never been interviewed and, and they're a little tongue tied. But uh, once they start talking about their work generally, off they go. Oh, yeah, mm. exactly. Exactly. So let's get into your other your, your other book, your other epic fantasy. Yes. <gasps> Which these covers are gorgeous. Aren't they beautiful? So pretty. Yeah. I, I do want to know, did you design them or did you have somebody? Design oh, God, them? no. Oh God, no. Uh, I work with uh, Aurelia Frey from Pretty AF Designs. She's based Mm -hmm. in London. And Sherry at Mad Hat, who I'm not sure is, who did the Sandprint series. And I'm not sure if Uh Sherry is, is, because she's a writer and I'm not sure if she's still doing covers anymore. But no, I know my limits. (laughs) So I have a background in art and that's, and I've designed all of my book covers. Oh, good for you. It's just because I can, like. I think that's actually something I tell people who ask me, who are baby writers, I say spend as much as you can on your cover mm-hmm. because oh, people honestly. absolutely ju- ju- yes. judge the book by that tiny yes. little thumbnail that you get mm-hmm. three seconds. If the cover doesn't grab them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've lost and this them. is, yes. And this is something that we talked about too, of like, um, if you see back here, I have a lot of black. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, but then color. So we were talking about like the different ideas. Cause I love the red. I'm just looking at the red in mm-hmm. uh, the cover for pure. And it's yeah. just so Rabbit. Those covers, I don't have them all in front of me, mm-hmm. but uh, if you look at my website or something, yes. the, the artist Aurelia uh, takes stuff from the books and like references it in the covers and they're all different color mm-hmm. combinations based on what the book is about. We, so I work mm-hmm. pretty heavily with her. She's she's yeah. fantastic. So do you yeah. give her um, like an idea of what you're yeah. thinking or like yeah. vibes? Okay. Okay. And then she, yeah, she actually, s- she sends out a questionnaire that's mm-hmm. like this oh. long. Oh, um, yeah, she Maybe wants I to know start doing this. Uh, colors, <laughs> themes, mm-hmm. uh, character names. What are they? What are they about? What do they look like? Uh, yeah, she. We we work pretty heavily together to get the covers right because mm-hmm. it's really important. Yes. Yeah. I agreed. Absolutely. Well, they are absolutely gorgeous. What do your spines look like? I'm curious now. Uh, the spine for Pure is very skinny, mm-hmm. but you can see the uh, the, yeah. the uh, artwork goes across yes which i, I think it's that. so important mm-hmm. and for the sand prints uh yeah same thing much bigger but oh i love that it goes all the way across one yeah. of the things that we've started noticing is there's a trend of just black like blackout mm-hmm. everything's yeah. black and there's very little design it's basically just black and then the font and mm-hmm. i feel like because i was noticing like you can't see it because this is all mostly my colorful well this is my sjm addiction um this is my around the world fantasy and this is my high fantasy i'm hiding half of it but up <laughs> the, la- the top two shelves of my bookshelf are basically all black and i feel like we're hitting a point where people are going to look at their bookshelves and notice that there's not a lot of color and yeah. all the books look mm-hmm. identical and i feel like we're going to see a, a, a sudden shift in book design soon away from that more minimal style to the wrap around or mm-hmm. i like i love it colors. it's yeah. so pretty mm-hmm. Cause you're absolutely right. I mean, I know I go into a bookstore and I look at a cover and I'm like, meh. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's trends. Like there was the oh, big, yeah. the big face trend or the oh, shirt, yeah. the shirtless torso trend that will never die. The girls I in think, dresses. 
yes, yes. The, car- the cartoon girls in dresses with the big hat uh mm-hmm. and i think that the black is a trend and the the fancy uh the flocked and the velvet and the designs mm-hmm. on the pages that's something that's very popular right now also that oh yeah I, I'm, you know, if you if you do that kind of stuff and you do Kickstarters and you give that stuff, God bless you. But I just I don't have time <laughs> or inclination or mental energy to mm-hmm. to create that kind of stuff. At one point, I was planning on doing this, and I think I'm still going to follow through with it. But it might be a special edition. Whenever the day that I publish my novel, which is coming sooner than I realize, um, I have finish it, finish it. It's done. It's finished. I'm, <laughs> editing. I'm doing the last content edit, and it's just the bane of. Are you editing thing. your own book? No, I I have to I I have to. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're your I, own editor. Well, no. So like I like I was talking about like I can't just give this to somebody because it's oh okay so, I see all right okay I see what you're saying like yeah. literally not what <laughs> to the untrained eye it's not words. <laughs> Okay. so I am reading it aloud I'm going you know page by page I also did like some major like world changing yeah that impacted the story in for the best but like, currently my two timelines are like this and I'm just inching them this way so I'm gonna hit a point where I will have to keep doing content editing and then I'm then I'm not editing it anymore I'm I'm, I'm will- laughing a lot because uh this one the, the sand prince is this is the first book I ever wrote Mm-hmm. And I decided for some reason that having uh, two timelines with like a 20 year difference, but they both <gasps> progress at the same time. Oh, but they jump back and forth between the worlds, uh, along with the 40 named characters. I thought that was a really, really sensible mm. way to do my debut novel. I... And I'm not sure in retrospect whether that was the greatest idea in the world. I I'm very never... proud of the I'm very proud of the so... book. I love it. And I'm very happy with how it came out. But it was I'm, I'm impressed that is yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> so this leads me into uh my next question of are you a planner or a pantser mm. or a mix um I'm a pantser until you get about uh maybe 10 or twenty thousand words in Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wall of post-it notes has to go up oh, because wow. I don't know who's doing what to whom. <laughs> I start writing scenes as they occur to me, as I hear them or as I mm-hmm. see them. Usually I hear them. I hear characters talking mm-hmm. in my head. I'm sure you've heard a lot of other people say that. We're not psychotic. Mm-hmm. We're hearing our characters yeah, talking yeah. to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to start a novel by writing those individual mm-hmm. scenes without really knowing what the book is about. I might have some vague idea of where I want it to end up. Uh, but yeah, once once you get about maybe a third into the book or so, mm-hmm. you really need to start, you know, having <laughs> I, some idea of where it's yeah, going or else yeah. you've just got scenes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really want to meet somebody as psychotic as I am. I am a planner to a capital P. <laughs> you have like, the whole thing laid out before you start? Oh, a thousand percent. Each chapter has one page of bullet point notes. I wish I was you. <laughs> <laughs> see i feel like i'm the abnormality here no no it would take me less great. than a year to write each book <sighs> because it's all like i have all four books already bullet pointed um obviously the farther away from the first novel it goes uh it's more open uh, open-ended with yeah. the bullet points mm-hmm. but the first uh first book and obviously the first book's done but the second book is fully bullet pointed out um and then the third book is mostly and then the fourth book Currently, it's just major overarching concepts. Um, and then I have, obviously, I have a plot line for the trilogy that happens after that. So <laughs> I just, I am, you can't see me, but I'm right? standing and clapping. Yes. I am in yeah. awe. 
Yeah, I, I'm a mix between a planner and a pantser. I do the same thing where I'm just kind of like, blah, here's what yeah. I got. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I gotta figure something out. Okay. How do how do these things connect um, to each other? Um. All right. So yeah. Exactly. Like so um. Every time we talk about planning, I'm just like, what? Right. No. I couldn't. I could what? never. Like at the beginning <laughs> of every planning session, like when I start sit down to like start planning, like when I do book three again, when I start sitting down to plan book three, at the beginning of my notebook, I will have um a one page bio for both of my two main characters, and then every other character depending in the descending order from importance to least importance they will have a half a page to a small blurb of their basic bio description and potentially a character sketch depending on how excited i am (laughs) that's before i even start like bullet pointing down the chapters i just want to point out that i i recently learned what two months ago that she made a paper doll like paper paper dolls of her characters with their outfit changes yes so I can change. Okay, you out- need you need to put down the paper dolls and <laughs> write your book. I do, I do. I'm I'm saying this as with all the respect and love in my heart. I do, I do. Honestly, I do. So, <sighs> moving away from my neurotic habits, <laughs> when you are sitting down and writing a novel, do you have a schedule? Because I, I know you mentioned that you kind of start piecing together and then yeah. you fully flush it out and kind of plan things. But once you're like rolling, do you have a schedule or deadlines that you're trying to hit or is it just come as it may? Well, I'm uh, not working by myself, even though I'm uh, an indie. Uh, I'm working with an editor. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm working with a copy editor uh, for proofing. I'm working mm-hmm. with an artist. I'm working with a PA. So my deadlines are self-appointed, but I intend to keep them. So when mm-hmm. I say, oh, it'll be out sometime in January, it'll be out in January. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know the exact date, but it will. Um on a daily basis, uh, I usually work from about 10 to two, and then I record from like two to four. I do my, rec- I record two or three chapters and then I edit the chapters. Uh, I like best having more than one thing to do during the day. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and write for eight hours. It's just diminishing returns. You know, yeah. look at a sentence, you erase a comma, half an hour later, you put the comma back in. <laughs> uh, I can't write for more than maybe three or four hours max on a good day. I'm kind of a slow writer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally get that. When you are writing, are you listening to music or is it like radio silence? Radio silence. Ooh, okay. Radio silence, my friend. No. If I listen to music, I'll be listening to the music. <laughs> I, I'm not I, writing the. I I'm not writing. Yeah. Handle silence just like in daily life. <laughs> <laughs> we are like the opposite ends of some kind of rainbow. Like I like there. Music is always played in our household. There is never yeah. silence. Like we are constantly like either we're listening to music in the kitchen. We have a record on. Like yeah. something is going because I don't want to hear my house creak and moan. Not that it's an old house, but like I just can't. I can't deal with it. I can start hearing things within the silence. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like the ether talking to me, but <laughs> it might be your characters talking to you. <laughs> to me, see, right? Could be. Could be. That's no, I, I can't. I can't stand the sound of the human voice, even my own. No, no I like. I like silence. I. I mean, really... we we play music. We're not weirdos. We play music in the house yeah, yeah, when yeah. we're cooking and at other times. But <laughs> when I'm working, I like it quiet. Yeah, I, I respect that, and a lot of people are that way. I'm just. I can't. I can listen to anything from musical to like heavy, intense, like lyrical music as well. So you don't listen to the lyrics and, and not listen to your what you're writing. ADHD. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I can Very do helpful. It. So the moment I, especially like sometimes I will listen to one song 
on repeat for 12 hours. And at a certain point I stop hearing it altogether, but I don't hear anything else. So I will forget that I am listening to music at all until like three hours go by. And then I start hearing it again. So like in my brain, it's, it what is, is she An extraterrestrial? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I needed to see today. Thank you. <laughs> I, she's having a time, honestly. Sage is a wonderful guest on our show today. Um, Hi, Sage. <laughs> she's all up in the kitten's food. I'm just letting it happen now. I'm not so, dealing with it. But <laughs> when you are working on your books and your deadlines, how yep. long does it typically take to take like one pass of writing the book? Uh, the first pass usually takes uh, six to eight months. Yeah. I said I'm a slow writer. Um, That's reasonable. That's reasonable yes. to me. And then my editor, Carly, has it for like two months and then I have it back for another two months. So it, it's usually just about a year. Okay. Okay. That's respectable. We have had some authors on here that have written books in 14 days. I don't, I, you <laughs> like know, how? like I, like I said, go with God, my friends. Yes. I, I, like, I, I, that's not the way I work. Whew, I cannot you know, do that. I know Amazon loves that yeah. when you feed the algorithm every two weeks with a new book. It's just not the way I work. Mm. And I, I, yeah. I tried writing to market. I can't do it. I have mm-hmm. to, I have to, I have to write the true expression of what's in my heart. <laughs> I, I, I totally otherwise, agree you know, that. otherwise why do it? Mm-hmm. So when oh, yeah. you are uh, writing your books, when you sat down to write both of the books, either one, you can apply this okay. to, especially the, I would say the epic fantasy one okay. here. Was there any specific tropes or stereotypes that you were like, this will never be in my book. It's not, it's going to be <laughs> like, is there anything that you try to avoid when writing that kind of stuff? I'm not really interested in love triangles. Ah, I think they're so that's contrived. Okay. That's great. I think they're really, I mean, if Thank you've you. ever been in one, it's horrible and painful mm-hmm. and not poetic and not romantic. Uh, or so I've heard, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wasn't really interested mm-hmm. in that. I wasn't really, in, I was interested in the idea of the chosen one because that, you know, you can't get away from that when you're writing yeah. fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, I, uh, like every other writer in the world, I wanted to subvert it. So the hero of this book uh, yeah. is a half human, half demon, not Christian demon. That's just the name mm-hmm. of their race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't know he's half human. He just thinks he's a misfit. He doesn't have any magic. Oh. His people can fly, but he doesn't have any wings. He's considered, he's like six foot four and like oh. this. And oh. by human standards, he's extremely attractive. But by the, his own people's standards, he's hideous. So he grows up thinking he's, you know, got nothing going for him. So he's got a substance oh. abuse problem. He's got Ooh. severe social anxiety. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> green flags. <laughs> but he's just, like, just, I love him so much. He's such a lovely, thoughtful, mm. interesting, intelligent guy. He can't tell a joke. Bless okay, I'm, him. Liking, I'm liking him. And oh he, my discovers, he discovers a book in his mother's library, his mother, the queen, uh, that's uh, all about the humans. Mm. And the humans are a forbidden topic. And he it, the, he treats it like it's the Torah. He's obsessed with this book. It's like a documentary about humans. And through <laughs> the plot, of course, he has to go to the human world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when he finds out uh, that the book that he's been basing everything on is a trashy romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's and a plot twist. That, is, that was a plot twist. Uh, and I excerpted, I mean, the reader knew what it was. Yeah, because yeah. I excerpted uh, yeah. All the way through. So between books two and books three of the series, I was like, I'm going to write that trashy romance novel. So it's called The Claiming of the Duke. 
it's kind of dirty. Oh and my god, I saw that. It's a real book that you can buy. It's okay. a short, it's a very short book, but it's a real in-world romance novel. And it's a major plot point of the series. So when I, I was doing that. my deep dive on you, I saw like fantasy, 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 right. fantasy. And then I saw this one book and I was like, right. what the <laughs> fuck is this? That's it. <laughs> and I, I forgot to bring it up. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was just like, what is this romance novel? So I had, all these, I had all these little bits of the romance novel that I had already written that were already published that made no sense. <laughs> and I had to figure out how to take them and not change them and not change what I had already written. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense in the this book, uh, and I think I did, and it was a lot of fun. And I am not a romance novelist by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Uh, more power to those people. Uh, right. But I had a lot of fun writing it. It was it was truly that is a blast so cool. writing it. I I feel like that should be listed as the prequel. <laughs> yes, it, 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 you can read it and just mm. read it as a, as a short kind of dirty romance novel. But if you've read the first book, you'll go, oh, that's why this is like this, and oh, that's where that came from. <laughs> oh, this all makes sense. So I think it's really cool because generally in like fantasy, not high fantasy because that's all just one fantasy world, but in fantasy where you know they're human, like the modern world or whatever, and then that. Uh-huh. Um, or humans are separated from magic it's usually yeah. like humans that are like oh the fantasy world oh i wish i had magic or oh i want this right and all this, this is quite the opposite but this is the opposite and i yeah. when natalie was telling me about the book um at first i was just like this is the opposite and this is so cool it's literally the the beings so that it's we like read about and want to be they're yeah. He's reading about us and wants to be us, you know. And it's I'm like a like, reverse cool. Wizard of Oz in a little bit of a way. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say Little it's Mermaid. It's so cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you know, very cool. Mm-hmm. Part of your world. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so very now, cool. when you mentioned that he's six four, I don't know why I locked in on his height. But like, are the, are the other demons smaller? Yeah, they're very they're very petite. They're not okay. like oh. they're not like the Munchkins, but they're they're very yeah. slender, slight elf look okay. like people. They have uh, dark skin and they've got uh, kind of uh, tilted eyes, and mm-hmm. their their irises are all red, as are his, okay. and they've got black hair. Um, but they're all very tiny, petite, doll like people, and he's okay. like you know this big thor looking oh. guy so there's he they're all like clearly the queen you know there's something yep. wrong there <laughs> i was just like okay they're either it's buddy the elf um so i was just like they either are like massively taller than him <laughs> yeah they're, they're that that was the thought i was I trying had, so. to figure out which direction we were going like all these people yeah. are eight feet tall or <laughs> no they're all about five feet tall i, I guess okay. yeah, oh, okay. so like he he Kits his head on the door frames all the time and he has to like cobble a bed together because none of the furniture is big enough for him and he's got a girlfriend who's like uh, you're hideous but I love you uh, <laughs> this just sounds like my husband's life before he met me <laughs> really well he's six you foot tell. seven ah. he's, six, he's six foot seven so like he doesn't fit in any doorway and <laughs> trying to find a bed that is long enough for him is a hard time yeah <laughs> finding clothes yeah you know, yeah. it's just, a, it's and it actually, you know, it's the same because you're what, five, two? Yeah. Yeah. So am I. I'm five, yeah. two also. <laughs> He's a foot and a half taller than yeah, me. Yeah. In fact, my, my prince, Rune, I had to learn mm-hmm. how to sew uh, because he keeps tearing his clothes. So he has to learn Aww. how to sew. Oh, baby. Yeah. 
yeah but i love you know that's that's my favorite thing about mm. writing these characters is is giving them you know not just waving a flaming sword but learning how to sew yeah. and not being able to tell a joke and trying to quit smoking mm. stuff that 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 humans are oh, humans <laughs> stuff yeah. that we as readers <laughs> you humans yes. uh, can oh. really latch on to I'm, I'm not really interested in writing about battles and mm. you know war and and that kind of stuff I like writing about politics and fashion and food food is so interesting to write about and <laughs> language language what words are you not supposed mm -hmm. to use what's considered mm. dirty uh that's yeah. that's that's why I do it I mean that's that's the fun part the world the, I guess that's what they call world building yes. yeah I just, I just made that up <laughs> that's the fun part you guys mentioned like when you were talking about how when you were coming up with these ideas and you were you were hearing yeah. your characters and you were seeing the scenes where they like they were doing stuff I find it so fascinating because I'm realizing through interviewing authors the first thing that came to my come to Tolkien moment was actually a piece of world building it wasn't a character it wasn't any scenes it wasn't a moment it was the world just like came to being <laughs> in my brain <laughs> you know based on what how you described your process i'm not surprised to hear yeah. that i feel like you need that whole superstructure built and all the girders in place <laughs> and everything before the people can move in yes it was it, yep no the, the world came to being and then i was like ah there's a story here <laughs> however um, it happens Yes. So I have noticed that you lean towards having a male POV or a male character lead over a female. Is that your preferred like perspective when writing or are you um, open to doing dual POV? Actually, uh, the Sand Prince uh, has many points of view. Uh, Rune, the prince, is probably the main character. Uh, the female main character, Lilith, uh, who is a human, um, is is just a hair below him in terms of who the oh, main wow. character is mm -hmm. uh in uh pure in the new world magic series ruby is actually the point of view character okay. she's a woman oh. uh march and uh so there's many other characters that eventually do get mm -hmm. point of view but the first book pure is narrated by first person by ruby who is a woman okay. who's a bartender in dc all right i wasn't sure when i was reading the uh -huh. description i was just like is the whose pov would it be from right uh actually rune the male character came very very easily to me i felt mm -hmm. like i really knew him uh and i love him so much and lilith who's just a straight up girl yeah. uh just a bored heiress in her early 20s i had a real hard time finding her voice uh -huh. oh, but when i finally did we were good friends and everything was fine but it took me <laughs> I had to work i had to work on her <laughs> I had to work for it well i mean she's an heiress it makes sense yeah. right? so yeah. Out of the, these main four, I guess we could go with that. I mean, you okay. can branch out when, once you hear the question. Which one would you say you're most alike, most not alike? And who would say be like your best friend? Oh, good questions. Uh, Marley is, Ru is Ruby's uh, best friend, and she is also in Pure. And she is the main character of book three, The Great Shatter, for reasons that mm. I will not go into. Mm. <laughs> uh, but she is a high school teacher. And... Ah. Uh, she's angry she's got a terrible temper and she's the first character i've ever written who had a bad temper who got angry who had that girl rage female rage mm -hmm. and and i just was like oh this is so refreshing i love you <laughs> so i would want her to be have my back at all times okay uh, okay okay Lilith, the one whose uh, voice I said I had a hard time finding, uh, probably is somewhat like me, mm -hmm. looking for adventure, but has very specific parameters, like he has to have good manners, clean fingernails, uh, <laughs> has to have good oral hygiene. You know, I don't want to get kidnapped by somebody who's gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. true. 
So I'd, I'd have to say those two characters, best oh, friend I... and and the one who's the most unlike me. Yeah. Uh, mm. Gosh. I mean, they all have a little piece of me, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that some thought and get back to you. Interesting. Okay. Can I ask a quick uh, quick question? Um, what does she teach? English. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we met teaching at high school together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I so, teach eighth grade now, but I taught high school for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we we name drop Ray Bradbury short stories. And- nice. Aww. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, she loves her kids. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I taught English for one year. I'm a Latin teacher. Oh, wow. Um, but I taught English for one year because there's not that many Latin positions where I live. Um, and I happened to find one, thank goodness. But um, it was fun. I mm, don't know if I would go back to English. <laughs> Just because it was intimidating, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be the only other subject I would teach. I English. Think. English, yeah. yeah. I taught art, yeah. <laughs> which makes a little sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were writing your books, uh, some people have to do a lot of research. Did you have to do any research or did you just fly by the seat of your pants? Um, I had to do research when it came to something like, uh, well, characters X want to open an embassy. Mm-hmm. on planet Y. I, I had to do a little diving into oh. what does that consider? What mm-hmm. is the job of an ambassador? That sort of thing. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was more like I had to think things through than do yeah, research. Like yeah. if you can fly, what do your clothes look like? What is your, ah, uh, like what that. does the front of your house look like if you don't need a front door, if you can just mm-hmm. fly in the window? So it was that, it was <laughs> that kind of sitting and staring out the window and thinking <laughs> things. Through. So researching in the card catalog of my brain, mm-hmm. put it that way. I get that. I get that. Whenever I have an interesting fight scene, I always go to my husband and I was like, okay, if I'm holding you like this, Uh how would you get out of this? Fight (laughs) scenes are so hard. Yes, they are. Whenever I have a fight scene, I have to like email all my friends. I just finished the fight scene. Well, that follows up my, um, what is your preferred type of scene? Do you like to write? Do you like to write the romance, the tension, the witty banter? Like what is your, like you just eat them up with your spoon. You're like, oh, I can't write to write. Dialogue. 100% dialogue. I love writing dialogue. Mm. And I know some people don't like writing dialogue. So I feel very fortunate. Um, it's I in fact the first draft of everything is basically a screenplay uh-huh uh, they're, they're standing in a white room with no furniture what? yes okay <laughs> just this talking is, to each other this is so validating because I've gone through so many reiterations of like different um ideas and being like okay I'm writing this but should I actually write it in like a screenplay or should I write it as like a comic book because the dialogue is great but the rest is not coming right now. oh it's not a screenplay so, on purpose right okay right 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 but then but the yeah no makes scenes it so much better for me when I'm writing I'm like okay I'll just start writing dialogue and then I'll throw everything in later yeah <laughs> that's you know I, I'll I'll write mm. that scene and it's people being bitchy at each other oh, uh usually it. you know snarking at each other three or four people <laughs> Uh, and then I'll go back in and go, okay, now they have to be mm. in a room. They have to be wearing clothes. They have to be doing something with their hands. Mm. So that's that's the second, third, fourth, and fifth pass when I'm writing is what, how I work. Usually. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love that. You guys think I'm insane, but that to me sounds insane. <laughs> like, are you okay? Like, what do you mean? It's in a white room. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> like, literally, I realized that I apparently hate writing dialogue because my main character is mute. <laughs> So there is like no dialogue. No dialogue. <laughs> that on CSI, we call that a clue. <laughs> like literally my main character doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. 
Now she it's from it's first POV, so you have her internal monologue. Okay, well that's that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. like, no, there is no she does not talk to anybody. <laughs> that's so funny. So out of your 40 plus characters from your first story, and yeah. I would, you didn't drop how many are in your second. Fewer. You, fewer. <laughs> fewer. If you had to pick one or two, since you have a plethora of them, would you which ones would you want to write a spin-off series about? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, the Rune's best friend is Elon, who is, uh, he's gay, uh, because my friend challenged me to write a world without homophobia. Uh, so he's just, that's who he is. He's very powerful and very funny. And uh, I love him very much. And I would be inclined, in fact, let's just say I've been kind of wondering what he's been up to. Ooh, okay. okay. Very cool. Very cool. Heard it first, guys, we have an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. No yeah. promise. Just an Easter so, egg. So I think you mentioned at the beginning of the interview um, that you had finished the series. The, the, epic, fantasy, up, the, epic, the fantasy. epic fantasy series is finished. Yes. Yeah, it's, four, okay. it's four books plus the okay. romance novel. Okay. I just remember you saying that you wanted to come back to that. I didn't know if that was something coming yeah. out or they're all out, all four. All, All four of them are out. I'm going to start doing the audio on that series mm. <clears throat> eventually. <laughs> the you first got a one lot is of out. other things going on. <laughs> I've got some things going on. Yeah, just just a few, just a yeah. few minor things. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, when you were sitting down and writing either this series, when did you come up with the title, especially for like book one? Like, what was this like? Ah, that's it. I'm terrible at titles. Either they me come too. to me immediately. Mm. Um, like the Great Shatter, the March Effect, a Poisoned Garden, which I think is a great title. Yeah, uh, wonderful. The next one's going to be called the Glass Sword. Uh, so those came to me immediately. Um, maybe I'm getting better at it because for the first series, uh, I, I had help. It's the Sand Prince, the Heron Prince, the Glass Girl, and the River King. Mm -hmm. The River King came to me pretty quickly, uh, but mm -hmm. the others I had help from my editor mm -hmm. with. So I find them when you know. It's like when when you're trying to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And you walk in the front door and you're like, this is the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Character names are like that too. You have to go through Bob. Yes. Bob, no, none of this is right. Mm -hmm. But when you hit on the one, you, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally get, totally get that. I find that interesting. I love like learning the behind the scenes of like the little details, like the title, the cover art, like uh -huh. picking their names. Like I find that some of the most interesting little aspects mm -hmm. of the writing process because I feel like it, they're so unique and they're so personal like when mm -hmm. what is it it's the is it the demon door series yeah did you come up with that or did like that that I came up with that okay uh because the portal between the human world and the their demon world is is the demon door it's a door mm -hmm. it's a portal yeah. uh for those characters it's a desert world and I was thinking about the sound the sand makes, <laughs> that sound. Yeah. So uh, I ran names through uh, Google Translate through like Arabic and Turkish mm. and Moroccan, different languages to see uh, which felt, mm -hmm. you know, I, I wanted to be respectful to those languages and of I didn't course. take names. Uh, I made up the names, but uh, mm. I, I wanted to, to have that sound. So all the names in the sand prints have two, most of them have two consonants. Mm. Uh, or two vowels to get mm. that that long, oh, that's you know, a nice that, little like touch. that wish sound. That is really cool. Yeah, I like how it's nice you came touch. up with those. Yeah. I have a <laughs> I have a bird motif. <laughs> that's cool. Loud. It sounds so strange. I have a bird motif. <laughs> of course you book. do. 
<laughs> Megan knows all about this because I she is my sounding board in so many ways, especially recently. And all of um, there's a certain group of people. All of their names are either bird species or bird related names. And it's like you don't know until you know because you wouldn't know if you knew. That sounds so strange, but you, you get the. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. Uh, oh, yeah. all the, I mentioned oh, yeah. the the fae. Uh, all the fae, most of the fae, not all of them, have flower names like Aster oh. or Dahlia mm. or Rose, like that. So yeah, I, I totally get you. Oh yeah, yes. Because so, they're obsessed with flowers and plants, which yes, makes total sense. I yeah. mean, yeah, I am also obsessed with flowers and plants. as am I. <laughs> yeah, I was literally looking at a mushroom pant, like mushrooms with, I mean, a pants with mushrooms on them, not not mushrooms with. Pants. <laughs> Mushrooms wearing little pants sounds kind of adorable. I mean, now that I, feel really like I, need to, I need to draw that because that sounds really cute. <laughs> see with his little hat. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. I'll, I'll put it like a little, on a shirt, just a mushroom wearing. There you pants. go. I, there you I'm go. liking this direction we have. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that's too funny. Ooh. Um, when you are working on things, and you said. Yeah. Like when you're working on things and it's towards the end and you're like starting to promote and you're starting to push your book out. You, you, <laughs> you were talking about how that one sentence is the bane of your existence. Is yeah. there anything that you actually enjoy about like the promoting and pushing out process that you're just like, oh, I love what we're doing right now? I love, I love mm. uh, being interviewed. I love interviewing. I love writing guest posts. I love all that kind of stuff, but putting up ads and that kind of stuff. I hired somebody to do that. I, mm -hmm. It's just not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, I'm, I'm fortunate that I can afford to do it right now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that is, you have to know your limitations and yeah. it just always feels really forced and like, mm -hmm. oh, look at me, look at me. Never mind. I'm fine. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, there's, there's stuff I'm good at that I do. And then there's stuff that I'm not good at that other people do. <laughs> well, you are good at it. It's just <laughs> like your one sentences, are, those hooks. I got some are... help with some of them, not all of them, but I did get some help. The one you read, I did myself. It's Felt very, very proud. I felt very yes. proud of that one. Absolutely great. Cause like, yeah, they... I'm, I'm terrified of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way to the way to do it is you write down what you think it should be, and then you keep cutting words until it is absolutely mm. as like forty or something. There's some number, but it's as short as it possibly mm. can be. That was the best advice I got for doing that sort of thing. Interesting. Now you are you are obviously obviously published. Duh. This is why we're having this interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you were heading into the publishing process, did you ever consider you know any going with a traditional publishing route or? Yeah looking for okay looking for all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually got signed by a uh, hybrid publisher called okay. Book Trope mm. and that was for the Sandprints mm -hmm. yeah. and that was that they they did an aggregate system where they hired all these people and you picked your editor from the pool and your artist and a bunch of other things and then when the book came out everybody got paid out of the book okay <laughs> But uh, it was not a sustainable business model. Mm. And unfortunately, they went out of business. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that I, I met my editor that way. So it was, and some, I made some great friends and I got my first book out into the world. And I was on the phone with the second book, The Heron Prince, the sequel to The Sand Prince, mm -hmm. on the phone, waiting to be on the air for an interview. Mm -hmm. The Sand Prince was, The Heron Prince was done. It was in my hand. It was going to launch like the following week. And I got an email saying they were going out of business. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, 
unfortunately, Book Trope did the right thing and they gave all the authors their rights back. Good. Oh, good. So at that at that point, you know, mm. no traditional publisher is going to take a book that's half a series that's half written. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. So I thought, well, I can dump it, which I really did not want to do after mm. working so hard on it, or I can try going independent. And ultimately, mm. that's what I did. And I, I, understanding that there are some things that I have to hire people for, mm. and I, you know can't do it all by myself you think right. you need to understand that going in it's been a good fit awesome that's that's really cool that's fantastic i had a question for you and i'm gonna try and remember it now because <laughs> i was so enwrapped in what you were saying but now i'm just like what was that thing again that i was going to ask i'm looking at my notes to see if I <laughs> I thought it take your time awesome. i'll just hold up my book Right. There you well, go. I mean, while while I'm trying to figure out what I was trying to ask you, um, feel I would love for you to do the thing that we all hate to do. Give us your your book pitch. <laughs> <laughs> the book pitch for Pure, fairy tale creatures are real. They live next door to us. Uh, that's good news and bad news. Um, <laughs> Pure is about a bartender named Ruby who, on her way home from work at four o'clock in the morning here in D.C., rescues a unicorn saves his life and he turns out to be a unicorn shifter and uh, whoever was after him the first time is still after them so they go on the run with uh, help and hindrance from magical creatures and human friends and enemies and uh, she's responsible for him and <laughs> there's some feelings between them Ooh. all of a sudden but Ruby has some secrets of her own Ooh. oh okay that was so good <laughs> so the the pitch for the Demon Door series is uh, there's two worlds, one human, one not. Uh, let's see. Betrayal, poisoning, kidnapping, murder, magic, more kidnapping, a magic book, a secret book, as we discussed, uh, bad parenting, poor decision making, near fatal <laughs> hangovers. And once you wade through the carnage, a lovely romance. I mean, you're just checking all the boxes. That's yes. my plan. <laughs> Like, literally just the list like yep, it's just like yep 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 yep, yep, yep. yep. And, <laughs> and things that fantasy readers often like to hear it's a completed series <gasps> yes that is that is super nice <laughs> i while you were doing this i remembered my question excellent uh, with your fifth book coming out of yes. the uh pure series yeah it's coming out in january what do you after writing i would this be your ninth no, 10th novel, <laughs> if we include the romance, <laughs> which is a big number. Yeah. Do you have a tradition of celebrating or acknowledging your achievements when publishing? Nah. <gasps> no, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, really? You um, should be so honored. I, I am very proud of the work I've done. Mm. It's been hard and very rewarding. And I would not go back to radio under any circumstances, although that was fun too. <laughs> Uh, well, I imagine we'll throw a little party for book number 10. Yeah. yeah. One of the coolest things we did uh, was when the River King, which is this the final book in the Sandprint series, came mm. out. Uh, I was signing books at the Maryland Renaissance Festival, which I do every year. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a little bookstore there. They're lovely people. The bookstore is called Page After Page. Oh, and it, we launched the book at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. They get a cake with a picture of the book cover oh. on it. We had champagne. It was so lovely. So yeah, that was, that was that's, pretty special. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. I love that. Um, I think we're going to wrap up. Um, I'm going to defer to Megan to see if she has any last questions before. I was just curious, um, not book related, but okay. you've mentioned the Maryland uh, Renaissance Festival quite a bit. Do you do Ren Fairs a lot? 
That's the only one I do. And I okay. mentioned it because I just did it last weekend. So it's fresh oh, okay. in my mind. Okay. I'm just okay. curious. Do you yeah, dress no, up I, or do you just go? I and... do. You have to yeah. dress up. If you're, if you work yeah, right. there, you have to dress up. So I've got a corset. Oh. I've got leather armor. I've got a crown. I've got mm. all kinds of shit. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. I've always like... wanted to go to a Ren Fair. I haven't had the chance yet, but they're fun. Megan. We may have to make a trip. Yeah. Megan, we, gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. All right. My last question is, cause you do, you, you have a overarching theme and I, I like, Again, I like these weird questions. <laughs> so we're, we're ending on a weird question. Awesome. Um, so did your genre pick you or did you pick your genre? It picked me. It it's all, you. I mean, that's all I ever read my whole life. Uh-huh. Was fi- fantasy and science fiction. I have no interest in the real world. No, thank you. <laughs> right? Have you read, have you read a newspaper? You. All Ew. you weirdos out there reading contemporary. <laughs> We're just kidding. Uh, we we, like... we don't actually judge you. Read what you Love want. You. Love you. Fine. But also, uh, I think why? within within uh, the fantasy genre, you can make it detective. You can make it romance. Mm. You can make it a thriller. Yeah. You can make it political. So I feel like uh, it's a it's a very very big tent. What you what you're allowed to write about under yeah. the fantasy umbrella. So that's it. Picked right. me. There are no rules. It is there, nope. They're your rules. You they're my as long as yeah. you're consistent within your own world. Yes, you can do whatever you exactly. want. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Where can our listeners find you? What would be the best place to find you? KimAlexanderOnline.com. Uh, all my uh, you you read all my blog posts. Mm. You I get did. to see you get to yes. see pictures. You see pictures of my cats. Yes, I actually <laughs> meant to ask about the cats because that was like the first <laughs> thing I noticed when I was on your website. I was like, oh, pics, and I was like, cats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wish my other cat was in here because I think we have twin cats. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Like I like honestly, I was looking Which at one? cats. Um, the black and white one with like the face markings that are white. Um, I my cat's almost a carbon mm. copy of. Oh, I have I, uh, Frida, the snowshoe Siamese, who I mentioned mm. earlier, who is a terror, and Onion, <laughs> the black and white tuxedo, who's twenty oh, pounds of love. I'm sorry. Repeat that name one more time. Onion. I fucking love that <laughs> he got that name we got him he was eight weeks old mm-hmm. and smell like he was, an onion he was so cute but he had parts that would peel oh. the paper <laughs> that is so, that's so how he got cute his name. oh my god fortunately he grew fortunately he grew out of that or we all be dead uh but oh, he's, he's a big old 20 pound oh. tuxedo baby boy who's my my lover boy very oh. different in sizes <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like schmoll and just a dainty little thing. <laughs> but awesome. Well, we are so thankful that you were able to, you run up to us, that you introduced yourself to us. You followed so up. So glad us. I did. You did a lot of legwork and we really appreciated it because we were so excited to uh, have the opportunity to have you on here. And you better move a lot like... of product for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we will do our best. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, but we were just, thank you for being on here. This has been yes. such a blast. Thank and... you so much for having me. This was fantastic. Had a great yeah, time. Yeah. Hopefully we can have you back another time. Love next it. book release, something Yay. like that. Yeah. Thank hopefully you. we'll see you at a Ren Fair coming soon. Yay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys, on They Know How to Write. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.